Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are listening to this. This is the 20th episode of The Intellectual Kitchen. I am Max, your host as always, and I am happy to have you here with me today as we tackle a new topic in the design of food. I think this will be a bit of a quick one because it is wrapping. It is a a busy end to a busy week, I will put it that way. There are lots of things going on. This is one of them. I am glad you are here listening to me today. The topic of interest is none other than the buffet. Uh, yeah. Hi, how are you? I am great, but busy, and I am just going to try to get this done in a quick, concise fashion so that everyone can move on with their lives. And and maybe tomorrow we'll have a bit of a longer episode. I hope. I hope. Maybe. Well, we try to, we try to balance things out on this show. Anyway, uh, so the topic of interest is buffets, and buffets are interesting because, well, there's a mix of everything when you go to a buffet. And and I'm, I'm used to seeing buffets most often uh, for brunch or breakfast. But there are lunch buffets and there are dinner buffets and they are common at dining halls and at uh, at conferences. And so, uh, you know, buffets are perhaps more commonplace than, uh, than initially meets the eye. Uh, but the point I'd like to make about buffets is how are, well, the, the question I'd like to pose about buffets, I'll put it that way, is how are they designed and how are they coordinated? How are they created in a way that makes sense? Is there a buffet designer. You know, this show is about the design of food. If you didn't know that already, there you have it. This show is about the design of food. If you did know that, well, you're on the right track. (laughs) And if you didn't know, now you know. Anyway, uh, this show is about the design of food, but uh, the, the point is the design of food is not something that people often think about, and it's not a common thought in society, and it's not, uh, it's not, uh, the, the food food designers and food designs are not given very much credit. There's the chef who cooks everything and uh, is seen often as the designer of food, but you often think of the chef. I often think of the chef as the person who makes the food and gives the orders, less about the person who designed the food. But like all good things in today's world... Good food is good because it is designed well. And if uh, if there's one thing you take away from listening to this show after, well, after 20 episodes now, you can take away that. Good food is good because it is designed well. And we've uh, we've emphasized this before. It's not just about the food. It's not just about single foods themselves. It's about how they work together, the kind of dynamic mixture they create, how things are prepared. We've dove into this before, and we're uh, we're not stepping back because it is an ever uh, an ever important issue when we talk about good food. Now, buffets, uh, I, I question buffets because I'm interested as to whether uh, as to whether anyone designs the different parts of a buffet. Does anyone step back or sit back and think, these items should be in the buffet because they work well together or because, because they make sense together? I, I do, I do honestly wonder that. Um, typically, when you go to a buffet, the idea, I mean, the, the idea of the buffet itself is that there are uh, 
there are multiple options. There, are, There's a swarm of options and there are many ways to combine things and you're sort of left on your own to decide what you want from where and how you want to combine it. Now, uh, as we do often when we, when we talk about words and words and foods, uh, I would like to see why it is called a buffet. So we will open up our dictionary here and it seems oh okay well well i declare it is time to ring the misnomer bell and i say that because the dictionary says buffet defines it as a meal consisting of several dishes from which guests serve themselves exactly uh, as exactly as intended as expected but for origin it says early 18th century from oh i'm I'm just reading the wrong origin never mind all right maybe it's not a misnomer maybe we don't ring the, mis- the misnomer bell uh because it only gave the etymology for a completely different sense of the word uh let's look somewhere else buffet etymology okay um does not exactly give a a, an etymology, an interesting etymology for, ah, well, hmm. There's, there's an interesting uh, derivation on Wikipedia, but I don't know whether I can trust that. So I say we ring the misnomer bell anyway. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you heard the bell at one of those two points, well, then there you have it. There's the bell. And if you didn't hear it, I probably just forgot to put it in because I think this is deserving of the misnomer bell because the etymology presented in the dictionary said, uh, let me see this again. It said early 18th century from French, from old French buffet stool of unknown origin. And the first line of the Wikipedia page said it was, uh, it was, the term is used to mean what it means today in terms of food, because the food was originally served on a sort of counter or stool, if you will. But I don't know if I can trust that because it's Wikipedia after all. So we will see about that. And hopefully we'll do some follow-up. We do need to do some more follow-up. You know, last time we did follow-up as episode nine, and now we've done another eight, at least another eight, you know, eight, nine, ten episodes uh in addition to that and so i think it's probably time to do follow-up again we've done i think 11 since since the last follow-up so maybe we'll do follow-up again i think that would be nice and we'll address some concerns and questions that i myself brought up in the show and that you yourself asked me so continuing on this buffet thing i do wonder if anyone designs a buffet because you're left on your own to put things together the way you see foot fit foot fit is what i meant to say f i t and if you're typing it out please use the f i ligature uh that was <laughs> that was an unnecessarily niche remark uh but it's uh it's just as they come here on the intellectual kitchen anyway buffets so you're left to design your your plate on your own. You're left to piece things together as you wish. And that gives you a certain freedom in how you choose to construct your meal. But at the same time, at the same time, I think you are being done a disservice by the designer and the creator of the buffet because you are not being restricted from, from how you mix things together. And this is not 
unlike the discussion we had about mixtures and the disaster salad. It's like, it's the dilemma between should you be restricted from what you use to to create things or should you merely be encouraged uh, instead to to create things out of the right things, out of the right combinations. And I would argue that it's more important that you learn for yourself what goes well together. But at the same time, at the same time, a buffet is not a design-your-own sandwich or salad sort of experience. It's a design-your-own-meal sort of experience. And to that end, I think that the people who design the buffet do should have a responsibility or should have an intention of of curating foods together such that most most conceivable arrangements of foods would be good would go together well it's sort of like you're constructing your own dish at at w- one more level of abstraction from from the dish itself you're constructing your meal and that uh, i i think it would be nice for people to to inject some design guidance into that in the way of what options are available, not restricting what you can do with such options, but presenting desirable options, open options, if you will, and open is something that I hope to discuss in the future on this show. Now, that is, uh, that's that's the initial thought I have on the buffet, which, uh, which, which is, is, uh, kind of a kind of an odd element of our our eating culture because it's uh it's 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 used in very specific situations and it's used sometimes it feels like it's used as a delicacy and other times it feels like it's be it's used because uh because whoever is preparing or serving the food is too lazy to curate a menu so instead they just present everything that they have now i keep referencing this idea of curation curation is is uh, is I guess often often seen mostly in museums and in exhibitions, but curation is is just as relevant uh, in in food I would argue because when you're you're curating things you're selecting what ought to be put together and what what works well when put together and so curating is is important for food because you're you're linking together what you think other people would enjoy. Now, this is this is getting a little ways away from the idea of the buffet because the whole point of the buffet is that you do a lot of linking on your own. And so there's there's sort of this dilemma between uh between who who does what in in the buffet and and whether and 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 how much weight should be given, how much how much uh how much authority should be given to the designer and the presenter of the food and how much authority should be given to the eater. Now, it does seem that the whole idea of the buffet is to transfer the responsibility, the opportunity, and the authority of combining ingredients, combining dishes into a meal to the person who is eating the food as opposed to the person who's designing the food. But I still do believe that there is a great responsibility and honorable responsibility of the food designer to curate a selection that works well amongst itself so that you can take most or any combinations of dishes and put them together and make a wonderful meal 
any way. Now, this is not trivial. I'm making it sound easy. It's, of course, difficult. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge, and it's going to require iteration, but that is why it is designed, because it is challenging, and the results of it are rather fruitful indeed. Pun very much intended. So, crediting the designer comes to mind, because you have this whole this whole idea of someone in charge of food, in charge of designing food, putting things on your plate, but they don't honestly get much credit. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you have a wonderful dish and you think, wow, that was really great. I wonder who made it. You can look at the menu and at the bottom it does say who the chef is, sometimes who the sous chef is, who the owner, the general manager, blah, 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 all of that. But that is limiting in a sense because the chef maybe designed the food, maybe cooked the food, likely, very not likely that he cooked the food, in fact, but maybe he designed it, maybe they designed it, excuse me, I don't mean to be biased, um, and perhaps they cooked it, but I don't think it's likely that they cooked it. It is likely that they designed it, maybe, but I think we need to credit the creators and the designers of food in a better way, and not just in restaurants. And I don't say this because things need to be copyrighted or patented or protected from, from duplication in any way. I don't think that's a problem in the food industry. I mean, it, it, it is to a very light, to a very small degree. But that's not the reason I say this. I say this because designing and creating things is very admirable. It's something that serves a lot of people, that a lot of people enjoy, and it's the invisible job. And I say this not because people ought to stand up and take credit, but I say this because I think it would be interesting to know. I think if I was sitting at a restaurant and I had a great dish, sitting anywhere, a cafe, a little, I don't know, other place that you'd eat food on the street maybe, or even, you know, well, it does, it does make sense when there's a menu, but it doesn't have to be a formal restaurant. In a restaurant-like environment, in a restaurant-like environment, I think it would be wonderful, and I would love to see this, if uh, maybe next to each dish, it said the designer of the dish, because people really do like to know this stuff. And it's not so that the person can have immense fame, although they might. It's not so that they can have great fame and glory for the rest of the life, for the rest of their life. The designer of the food is not. It's not for that. It's so that the people eating the food know who to thank, know who to have in their mind. Maybe they know who to send a little nice email to, saying, "Hey, thanks. I had your dish, and it was really good. You're a great food designer." Or maybe give some constructive criticism, as we hinted at in yesterday in yesterday's episode. Or maybe. It's so they can follow this person, follow what they're doing, go and follow them through their career at different restaurants, at different stores, and see what's going on. Crediting designers is important because it lets people understand where what they loved came from. And if they didn't love it, it lets them understand where what they didn't love came from. And so in, in this way, it's, it's, this, it's this connection between the the uh, the consumer of the item and the designer that is not a connection we often make in our rustling, bustling society of economics and constant transactions. It's not a connection that is often made. We see seller and we see buyer. We don't often see consumer and designer. I think it would be awesome to see more of that, especially in the food industry, especially in restaurants. I think it would be really fantastic 
because you, then you have someone to thank, you have someone to follow, you have someone to admire, and that person gets just a little bit more credit for the fantastic work that they've done. I know we got a little bit off the topic of buffets, but we started strong and we kind of took a turn into general design crediting designers, but I do think I made my points about buffets. There ought to be a designer. There ought to be a credited designer. There ought to be someone doing fantastic work for the job, fantastic work for food, someone who loves what they do, someone who can be followed and loved for their amazing work. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Bit of a shorter episode today for sure, but I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. As I said, we've reached 20 episodes now, and this is a real milestone. I hope to continue producing content. I know we will. Perhaps tomorrow's will be a little on the longer side. We will see. Anyway, thank you for following. Thank you for keeping up. We love having you here. We will keep doing more. And in the meantime, have a nice day. Enjoy yourself. <laughs>